0: And there was evening and there was morning, the first day. And there was evening and there was morning, as repeated another five times until we get to the sixth day. In between these evenings and mornings and numbering of the days, a lot is happening. The bloom of creation is happening. God spoke and it came to be. Light from darkness, waters from waters, waters above, waters below. Waters under the sky were gathered and the dry ground appeared. Two great lights were made to separate the day from the night and both were called to serve as signs to make sacred times, evenings and mornings. Great creatures of the sea were called and created. Every winged bird, wild animals, livestock, and creatures that crawl along the ground. Male and female. God saw that all he made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning. What has captured my attention, and has vexed and pulled and intrigued me, and is and is reshaping my thinking? If you haven't guessed, and there was evening, and there was morning, evening first, or a remembrance of God turning darkness to light. So, what about starting the day at sunset? moving through darkness to light, living out of our soul first, then by our flesh, to be metaphorically buried in darkness, to arise in resurrection, to be gestated every night and reborn. Our Jewish kin ascribe to the evening to morning. Aaron Moss, a rabbi in Sydney, Australia, puts it this way, quote, According to the Jewish calendar, not only Jewish holidays begin at nightfall, but every day does. This is based on the story of creation in Genesis, where at the end of each day, it was evening and it was morning. By mentioning evening first, the Torah defines a day as beginning with evening followed by morning. Does darkness extinguish light or does light conquer darkness? Does night follow day or day follow night? The Jewish view is clear. It was evening and it was morning. First the night, then the day. Darkness is a pathway to the sunrise hiding. To start the day when the sun is setting, not at its arising, that the very start of our day is not filled with doing, but being at rest. Jesus lived this both figuratively and literally by his making, marking, revealing, announcing, being our light that overcame darkness. Now, I'm a morning lark, I'm quite practiced at living by the time as sunrise equals the beginning of the day and sunset is the end of the day. I find it quite easy to find God in the daylight. But after being introduced to a service through the Episcopal Church called Compline, I realized that God is also in the evening. And by having this, I can mark the end of the day. Compline means to complete. It's a service also known as prayers at the end of the day. The Compline service of my experience is a quiet service similar to ours. It's a contemplative time. There are no hymns and no sermons, many prayers, but with lots of rest in between. These prayers returned me back to myself, to my soul. These prayers are gentle reminders that not only are we dependent, connected, and thereby interconnected to one another, we are dependent and connected to God. There are three prayers and a closing chant, um, a mantra, if you will, that I want to share today. The first, be present, O merciful God, and protect us through the hours of this night so that we who are wearied by the changes and chances of this life may rest in your eternal changelessness through Jesus Christ our Lord. The second, and this one is my favorite, keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night. sustains the world we live in and the life we live. Watch over those both night and day who work while others sleep and grant that we may never forget that our common life depends upon each other's toil through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then this wonderful chant. Now in, in some places the Compline is um, sung, and so it is a chant, Um, where I was, we were all college students, and no one had the nerve to chant, so we would say this together. Guide us waking, O Lord, and guard us sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace. Through these prayers, I felt assured that I can release each day that it is indeed complete. And there was evening, and there was morning. The fourth day. The fourth day includes God speaking. Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to make seasons and days and years. I need these signs. I need these holy times. Especially of sunset and sunrise, because I often get ahead of myself and I need to be pulled back and reined in. I find there's a deep mystery in these moments of fading light and also in an expanding light. The mystery in those moments aids my remembrance in whom I live and move and have my being by. In Acts chapter 17, we find Paul speaking to the men of Athens, and he proclaims through verses 24, 27, 24, 25, 27, and 28, God made the whole world, and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth. He himself gives life and breath and everything else. God did this so we would seek Him and perhaps reach out for Him and find Him, though He is never far from us. For in Him we live and move and have our being. The world is structured as get up, get to work, and then do your rest. This keeps me, I have found, from living, moving, and being in him. For me to live and move and remain in him through evening, morning, noon, midnight, and in darkness and in daylight is to rest, arise, and then work. Live by the holy time, Of evening, then morning. For me, and maybe you'll find this too if you adapt this, no longer does rest or sleep mean I'm filling up and getting ready for the next day. Sleeping, resting first allows me to continue in His day. Guide us waking, O Lord, and guard us sleeping that awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace.